You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today in the podcast. But before we get to that podcast, you know what we got to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets. So right now, go to the Twitter and type in TNWPod at Twitter. Or, yeah, that's how that works. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. Uh, we're on Instagram, so go to the Instagram, Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. That's the longest one. Uh, we're available on Spotify. Check us out on Spotify and, uh, you know, give us a follow on Spotify and uh, tell your friends. And while you're at it, jump on over there to Casey Corbin's page, that's me, and listen to one of my four albums or any of my tracks or give me a follow. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, we're on Apple Music. Um, we're also on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us a favorable review and a five-star rating. We'd appreciate it. Might even mention you on the show. Uh, not only that, uh, yeah, check us out everywhere uh, where popular podcasts are found. Also on Never Sleeps Network's uh, page, too. Uh, go there. Um, with that said, uh, sorry about the absence of a show last week I know you were expecting the survivor series review as uh, where where I um, however a sad thing happened uh, in my life where a uh, we were recording the podcast and uh, I was recording it with my roommate Jeff McHenry because he always likes to come on and review the big four and uh, we were doing a, a great podcast we were having a lot of laughs and I was at my friend's place in Halifax and um, and then what happened was uh, my friend, uh, when I got done the podcast, my friend said, let's go for a walk. And he told me that um, one of my best friends, one of our best friends and former guest of the show, uh, Matt Billen, who on this show and on the We Watch Wrestling podcast, he was known as uh, Owen Hart's number one fan. Um, yeah, Matty Billen, uh, he passed away in Mexico. So that's why there was no episode last week. Um, and I'm struggling with this. This is a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. He was depressed. He was mentally ill. He was broke. Broken spiritually and financially. And uh, and he committed suicide. And, uh, you know, I make jokes because I'm a comedian. I say his body, his choice. You know, but I don't think that applies in that situation. But I do think it's funny and... And that's how I cope. I make jokes. But, however, um, Maddie was a great guy and a great friend of mine. I've known him for 20 years. And uh, his stories about wrestling are just the best. I knew him for years and years and years. And I never knew about his, what he kept hidden as his wrestling past. He kept it, you know, swept away um, because it reminded him of his father. And he was such an Owen Hart fan. And his father died uh, after Owen Hart died. A year to the day later almost. 
Um, and that broke Maddie. Be- two years in a row, he, lo- he lost his childhood hero and his dad. Um, but his stories of dad promoting wrestling, his dad would bring Stampede Wrestling into the, into uh, British Columbia and play venues like Williams Lake and Prince George and Kamloops, which are all venues I uh, are all cities that I play, you know, and uh, and the big stars were put up in the big in hotels, and then there would be you know four or five wrestlers sleeping at Matt's house on the floor in sleeping bags. One of those wrestlers being Chris Benoit. <laughs> you know, crazy as that. Having Chris Benoit stay at your house when you're eight years old. <laughs> My God, this is the life this guy had. You know, certainly charmed. He um, he loved Owen Hart. Owen Hart was his favorite wrestler. Every year, him and his dad would do a yearly pilgrimage to the Stu Hart house and uh you know matt would be eight years old sitting on the couch and sue would Stu would serve him a cup of black coffee and expect the child to drink the coffee because that's Stu hart there's a great picture of maddie and Stu hart together on the couch man it's so funny matt's wearing an owen hart shirt which was the first owen hart shirt ever made um, his dad got him a shirt for Christmas and literally went to an artist and had Owen Hart's face painted onto the shirt and it said Owen. So when Matt wore that to the house, um, Stu's wife, she, uh, she went nuts for it. She was like, oh, darling, you know, she's like, uh. When, when Owen's girlfriend gets here, she's going to want that shirt. And then sure enough, when Owen's girlfriend got there, she uh, she wanted to trade Maddie for the shirt. She was like, I'll give you three of Owen's real shirts for that shirt. You know, and Maddie wouldn't give up the shirt because it was, you know, because he was, um, it was a Christmas gift from his father. So, you know, there's one story of, uh, Matt was they were in Prince George and Matt was in the dressing room with his brother and they were sitting one on each side of Owen Hart as Owen Hart was taking off his boots and uh, Bulldog Brown who was a heel manager slash announcer he comes into the wrestling room the wrestling dressing room and uh, he starts giving Owen Hart shit for having the fans in the dressing room He's like, I don't care who's fan. You get these fans out of the dressing room. And he's like, I don't care who your father is and who his father is. You get these fans out of the dressing room. And Owen Hart grabbed Matt Billing and he put him up on his shoulder. And he plugged his, he put his hands over his ears as they, so he wouldn't hear. And he was like, you don't talk to my number one fan like that. My number one fan, Maddie Billen. And if Maddie and his brother want to come in here and hang out with me, that's what they're allowed to do. You get out. And then they had a whole ruckus. And they had this whole ruckus where they went out and they went out of the hall and there was some banging around and no one came back in. And Maddie could not believe that that just happened, you know. And uh, 
he never realized until years and years later, he said to his my brother, his brother, he said, do you remember when Owen Hart and Bulldog Brown got into it in front of us? And he was like, yeah. And he goes, and Manny's like, did you realize that that was just a work? Because I thought it was real, you know? Yeah, they worked him, you know? Owen pranked him a little bit. Even before he was doing f- Famous for Pranks, he was putting on little shows like this for Matt Billen. You know? Damn. It's so great. And then years later, when Owen passed away, uh, Maddie's dad was living somewhere in BC, and I can't remember where, maybe Jasper or something like that. And uh, and uh, and Matt was living in uh, Nelson. So they were dry. They said, well, let's meet at the house, or let's meet in Calgary. So they met in Calgary, and they went to the funeral. And then they were talking to Bob Johnson at the funeral, and he was invited back. They were invited back to the Hart House for the wake, for the wake. And uh, Maddie's stories about the wake are crazy. Like he he saw everybody was there, you know. And he's like, it was crazy because the McMahon family had such a presence on the lawn uh, at the Hart House. And he said there was a balcony, and Brett was up on the balcony, and with the bulldog and like the Hart Foundation, and they were all giving Vince the evil eye, you know, because the screw job had already happened and. Now this, you know, he said it was crazy. And then his dad said, why don't you go talk to Hogan? And he's like, I'm not going to talk to Hulk Hogan. And then his dad walked him over and introduced him to Hulk Hogan and said something to Hogan. And then he left. So Maddie was standing there with Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan just, you know, more or less said, you know, brother, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. He said, uh, Hogan said, uh, what was Owen to you? And uh, Matt said, actually, well, I'm sorry about this, but he was my favorite wrestler. And you're number two. And then (laughs) Hogan goes, well, you picked the right guy to be your wrestler. There you be your favorite wrestler. You picked the right guy, you know. And he goes, he goes, you know, all these wrestlers here today, he goes, we all got uh, records like a mile long track records a mile long and he goes and i'm no angel but owen owen was one of the good ones and he never did anything wrong and he was a great he made a great mold model for anybody that followed him you know and uh you hear all these fucking com- all these times where people are bashing hogan here and there but matt billen had a real conversation with the man he was 19 years old when he talked to him when he was at the funeral of owen hart you know, uh, on the last page of uh, Owen Hart's wife's book, there's a picture of the funeral, and there's a, they shows the crowd there, and you can see Maddie and his dad in the background. It's just so sad. I never knew all any of this until years and years and years later, and then, you know, every now and again we get Maddie to watch wrestling, or we come over and we watch Owen Hart matches, and you know. We just love. I loved Owen Hart. Maddie loved Owen Hart. I loved Maddie Billen. Man, he brought me to uh, his grave, Owen Hart's grave. I said, "Can I put you on a sharp? Can I slap a sharpshooter on you know on you in front of it?" Well, that was a little inappropriate. We didn't do that. We just there's a nice little bench there, and we sat on the bench and we just talked about Owen's matches. 
and uh, talked about Owen and said a prayer. Matt Billen also took me to the Hart House, the only time I'd ever been there. Vince Averill was in town touring when we watched wrestling. Vince Averill and I were excited. Matt Billen said, why don't I take you guys to the Hart House? And then he didn't even know exactly where it was. He just knew it was beneath the tower. We went in from the back way. We, we turned onto a street called Patterson. And I said, well, this has got to be the right direction. And I was like, and they said, why? And I was like, well, if you ran into Pat Patterson, he could pretty much find Bret Hart, <laughs> which was the dumbest joke. And we ended up driving into basically the Hart family compound backyard where all the garages were and the guest house. And, and then, uh, you know. We got there and we we walked uh, we walked in and we walked up the stairs we walked into the house and it was being gutted at the time from construction and uh, we walked through it we didn't have helmets or hard boots on we walked through it Maddie was like this is the the living room there was a big couch here and all the pictures of each heart heart child were all around the wall and he goes and then that's where the big table was where they'd have dinner, and then this was where the kitchen used to be, and it was all silver industrial equipment and beautiful. And he was like, and right down these stairs here, this is where the dungeon was. He goes, let's go down. We start to walk down the stairs of the dungeon, the three of us, and some guy goes, hey, you guys can't be in here. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just uh, going downstairs for a second. And he goes, no, no, you don't have the proper equipment on or anything. Get out of here. Get out of here. And then we just, like, left. And it turns out, They'd already ripped out the floor of the dungeon where the wrestling used to happen. And it was up behind us on the porch when we were standing on the porch. So, anyways, we got pictures at the porch and pictures down at the uh, the front where it says the uh, Foothills Athletic Club and the Hart Family Wrestling. And, and uh, that was it, you know. And we were a good friend. And he's going to be missed. And uh, somewhere we have the lost episodes of um, Matt Billen. We have a lost episode where we worked with Norm McDonald in Calgary. And then after that, we played poker all night. And then after the poker, we went back down to the room and just shot the shit. And then after that, after Norm left, I, I got my recording equipment. And I said, we're doing the podcast now at 5 in the morning. Well, this podcast did not go well, and after about 25 minutes in, I shut it down. I'm like, no, you're not taking this seriously. And he laughed, and uh, I kept it, but it hasn't seen the light. So in the new year, you can expect the lost episode of Maddie Billen, and you'll probably hear some of the stories that you're hearing now. But as told by severely toxic, intoxicated host and a severely intoxicated guest. Oh, boy. That's why it's not released. It's not good, but I don't care. It's the last thing I have of Maddie, and uh, I think uh, anybody who is a fan would want to hear it. So eventually we will release it once I find it. Um, yeah. And if you haven't went back and listened to uh, the Matt Billen episode, please do. Uh, it is in the archives or on Spotify. You just got to go and look for it. Uh, it is probably in season one, I do believe. Um, 
and and just check it out. It's a, it's a you hear all. I know you're gonna hear all the stories that I just told you, but you know he also toured with Jake the Snake Roberts and uh, and had a pretty good time and um, has stories from that as well. So uh, you know we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens and and uh, yeah. So we apologize for last night or last week not having an episode. But I will say Survivor Series was good, or so-so, pretty good. Look, at, I just don't think WWE can compete with AEW these days. AEW, like the last, like last night's show or Wednesday night's show, was perfect. Not a flaw. Great. Entertaining. Every segment. I didn't turn the channel. You know, whereas Raw, there are people that are hitting it out of the park, and then there are people that, you know, like, you know, the missing egg. Who cares? Who cares? It looks like it's being hidden in Vince McMahon's cheek, you know. Uh, you know, Austin Theory, he's gonna get a rub off Vince, but I'm not an Austin Theory fan, not a big fan. Uh, you know, Becky and Charlotte was the best match at Survivor Series. Went first. Sorry, Roman. Uh, that's just the truth. And uh, as far as the Survivor Series goes, it was okay. Uh, it was no full gear, <laughs> which was amazing. So. Um, yeah. So anyways, um, I tried to get a, uh, get, um, Jeff McHenry to call in and, uh, we're just going to check with him right now to see what's going on. All right. And we're back. And, uh, Jeff McHenry, uh, roommate of the gods. Uh, I guess I would be the God and you're the roommate. Um, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I didn't agree to that scenario whatsoever. I don't agree with that analogy. Oh, okay. Well, I meant to say roommate with the dogs because you were hanging out with some dogs last week. I was. I was. Uh, Michelle and I have been talking behind your back about trying to get you uh, on board with uh, me getting a dog, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's it's going over well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I not to sound like your dad, but like or not to sound like a parent, but you mm-hmm. know, like. When you can prove that you can keep your room clean, maybe you can get a dog. But, you know, until then, like jeepers, come on, man. Seriously. You clearly have the more messy room of the two of us. Even even, even more reason not to get a dog. Mm-hmm. Because I, because, uh, you know, like, uh, my, I don't have a vacuum cleaner that works. So the next best thing is you, to let You that... lost a $10,000 pick in your room, uh, and, and you still have no idea where it is. We don't know if it's a $10,000 pick. We mean a picture of me with my $10,000 check, or do you mean my Paul Stanley pick? Yeah, your Paul Stanley pick. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it, but I did have yeah. it in the house that night. Yeah, so Casey had two picks from a uh, Kiss concert. He had one from the guitarist, <laughs> which he lost, <laughs> the iconic Paul Stanley pick. But luckily, he still got a pick from a drummer, because you know how much <laughs> picks from drummers are worth. It doesn't even make sense why the drummer has his own pick. He plays the drums. Oh, <laughs> uh, mercy. It's so stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have so, one of Keith Richards' drumsticks as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't put it in the freezer and it melted. So you get it? I went with the ice cream cone, the drumstick. There you go. There you go. Well, I, so I, 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 I like doing this. You always call me to talk wrestling, which I did for over an hour uh, last week. 
So now I'm just going to try and sidetrack you and make you angry. So that's 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 what you're getting since you called me on a last-minute basis um, to well, tell me that you needed me to fill out the last 10 minutes of your goddamn episode. No, I just need you to repeat what you said last week because we erased it. Mm. We didn't even save it. I was just too distraught, and I uh, just delete. Uh, yeah, So, but I have already done the egg in McMahon's cheek joke. So <laughs> you did. You got your you got your egg joke. I got good, good. I got to get my moves in. I got to get them in. Um, there you so go. so how uh, how good was Dynamite last night? Like Sting did did he get a new mask? He looked pretty. I sweet. think so. Yeah, he's got a new a new new paint job and everything. Yeah, he's. It I looks don't know. pretty cool. Like uh, Sting got a bit of a makeover fighting the Gun Club, and holy fuck, did. Billy Gunn throw Darby Allen around. Yes, yes. I've got to, uh, we got to figure out the steroids that Billy Gunn is on because whatever he's on is really working for him. Well, he hasn't lost any of his size from the WWE. That's the thing. No, no, he's, he's massive. Like Sting is like three years older than him. And like Billy Gunn looks like 25 years old. Yeah, we've got to. I Get think, on those steroids. I well, I think he uses um, moisturizers and um, <laughs> puts water on his cold water on his face every morning. Uh-huh. Um, you know things like that. I and mean, people don't realize how big Billy Gunn is. That guy's a big fucking guy. Like he is like six three, six four. He's not a that's small right. potato. Like that's right. And you, met, like, uh, you met uh, you met Mark Henry there, the same place where you. Uh, Got your uh, breathtaking interview with uh, Mark Henry for the show, right? Well, breath was taken, you know, <laughs> and it was from Mark Henry by the fucking Sandman, not the actual Sandman, but by the one that puts you to sleep because he was like, I don't have time to do an interview. I'm too tired. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know. <laughs> That's right. I always... I always like to give people a little bit behind the scenes. So, yeah, Casey went to a wrestling convention, met Billy Gunn, met uh, Arn Anderson, met Mark Henry, and he was going to get an interview from Mark Henry. Uh, Mark Henry, who'd been doing interviews all day, yeah. Casey goes up to him and says, can I have an interview? No, nah, I'm too tired to do interviews. I'm too tired. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the only one with, like, all-access passes and stuff like that. The rest are just kids with fucking phones and their phone yeah. in his face. I have a although fucking we, mic. Yeah. And all that shit. Although we have we have talked about we have we have heard him do commentary before, and I think he will. I don't think he was lying to you. I think he really was too tired. Uh, well, he's definitely tired during Rampage because you know that's at the end of the night, <laughs> and he's like, "All right, guys, it's time for the main event." it's like can you put some energy behind that like you're the world's strongest man you can't fucking throw it out there seriously i'm sorry they they had him uh commentate the whole show and then he decided that he didn't have enough energy to do that yeah and now he does one segment and he's still having a hard time doing that christian i sure am happy for you winning that title now it's time for the main event you know like ugh but good guy you know nice guy yeah famously known to be nice um 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, yeah, good guy. But, uh, yes, I saw I saw Sting, I saw Billy Gunn, I thought it was a good match. I love how, yeah, I think you uh, might have just said, I love how <laughs> Darby Allen's, uh, you know, he, uh, to steal a line from Ric Flair, he's going to be in the wheelchair by the time he's 30, but he is entertaining, just the way he flings his body with the reckless abandon. Oh, yeah, yeah. It reminds you of Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, like these guys when they were that age, you know, they were reckless as well. So the Hardys, well, definitely, you know, one of the Hardys. Well, both of them were <laughs> reckless, you know. But For sure. Yeah, so, they're, you know, these guys are just following their heroes in the way they are, and it's crazy. Um, whereas MJF is a more of a throwback hero to his liking, and it shows. Like that jacket he wore, I thought it was one of Jerry Lawler's old jackets. But oh yeah, it yeah. turns out it was all Jewish stuff. So there was like a dreidel on it and a <laughs> a, a, a yarmulke and uh, um, uh, a chandelier or a cat or a, a, I don't know a um, a, um, a crucifix. Yeah, no, no, not that star. David, no, menorah. 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 The menorah was on there. The labia menorah. What? No, no, that's um, <laughs> something else. But it was a jacket and. Uh, it looked like he was wearing. It looked like he was missing Jerry's crown, like when he was sitting there doing commentary, because it was such a ridiculous looking jacket, like the king would wear. And uh, yeah, and of course MJF on commentary while CM Punk's wrestling. Uh, who, uh, who did CM Punk wrestle again? I can't uh, recall. Um, yo, come on now. Uh, the um, oh, and he did the Pepsi plunge and everything. Um, oh, the two point oh. Was it yeah, Daniel yeah. Garcia? No, no. Uh, um, oh, come on now. Come on now. This is, again, this is why you come in for hard-hitting wrestling analysis like this, where we discuss CM Punk's match with come on now. Um, um, oh, I'll remember the guy's name. Give me a minute. But All anyway. Right. Well, what a great match that was. <laughs> what a great match. Him and come on now. Feud of the decade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, Daniel Bryan, also great match, uh, right off the top there. And, um, yeah, it's just, they can't do anything wrong. AEW, everything they do is right. And, uh, it's very, like, this was a really good episode and, uh, nothing wrong, but we'll see what happens with Rampage. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the clips also. Where where because they were they were in um, um, Ruby Soho's hometown, I guess uh, okay. Huskers, Corn Huskers, so Nebraska, I guess, um, okay. somewhere there, and uh, she's like, I'm a Husker my entire, or maybe she's a Hoosier, well she's something her entire life, but it was her hometown crowd. They came out and they put her over, and then there was uh, a guy like. Cody Rhodes said, I saw today that uh, this guy on Instagram or whatever, and he's he, he, he just found out he's cancer-free after a year, you know, a long battle with cancer. And, um, and he's like, Where, where's Joe? Where's Joe? I know you said you'd be here tonight. And so finally they find the guy, and they're like, Joe, get up here. Get in the ring. You know, and they bring him in the ring, and fucking Tony Khan – 
and Cody and CM Punk and Ruby Soho were all there and they're giving him applause. And then they talked to him in the ring and it was, you know, like fucking. I know WWE shit does all the humanitarian shit and they do all these foundations and all these charities. But something like this, a small little thing like that, is is way better than a month long of w, of wrestlers wearing pink. You know. <laughs> it just it it's a heartwarming thing and not a corporate shill. You know what I mean? Like it was just beautiful. It was so fucking great. And Ruby Soho. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a peek behind the curtain as well, uh, everybody. Uh, Casey's saying that uh, uh, he mean he does mean that, but he's also a man that made fun of a sick kid because his nickname was the Stitch. Okay, exactly. If you look at, like, come on, don't name yourself the Stitch if you've been stitched to get back together in operations. <laughs> You know what? Uh, what Nick the zipper the zipper chest was taken. <laughs> so you gotta call him Nick the Stitch. Come on, horrible nickname for a sick kid. It's like the there's a boat that they once named the SMS Terror. You know that was a terrible name for a boat, but it ended up being a shipwreck. So it was a good name for that. You know, Jeepers. <laughs> Yes, there is a yeah, there's a sick kid segment with John Cena years ago, as some of you might remember, and one of the kids was nicknamed Nick the Stitch. <laughs> Casey was just like, That's a horrible name for a sick kid. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're cruel, but you're right. Cruel. My God. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know I'm cruel. Like mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. Don't I know it. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's like calling Nick the IV bag. Yeah. <laughs> or oh man, hey. Um, so did see uh, Cody go through a uh, fire and not his opponent? <laughs> yeah, Cody went through the flaming table and his opponent didn't. And there was and Brandy <laughs> lit the fucking thing on fire. <laughs> Even their mistakes are exciting. Like, you know, Edge is uh, is now on. They did their draft, what, a month ago? And now Edge has already jumped over to Raw? Oh, is that right? I did see uh, Edge's uh, promo where they're, I guess, like, WWE is starting to realize the kind of buzz that AEW's getting. So they're putting more, like, shoot stuff in their promos but it just comes across as fake yeah you know, like, it's all written by 15 different guys yeah yeah like Liv morgan and uh first of all uh becky i guess she hasn't lost i'm just gonna say i'm gonna okay becky hasn't lost a step since coming back she's picked off right where she left off uh she's entertaining she's how she had the best match with charlotte at survivor series uh, her ass looks great, um, you know. Like, and then you know where she all, came out with the, all the all the fundamentals you want in a great wrestler. When all yes, yes. Why why Stan Hansen was over in Japan for so many years? Great ass for for Japan. Um, <laughs> but he's no sunny kiss. Anyways, uh, by the way, Greek Town Wrestling makes its return December twenty third. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably be gone. But I wish I was staying. Anyways, we're going to try to get Channing Decker on the show next week uh, to talk about that. 
Um, now, uh, okay, where else am I? Where else am I in this world, Jeff? Where oh, else? I'm, we I'm, were talking about we were Becky. talking about I'm the talking main about event, Becky. and then we were talking no, about Becky. Talking about Becky. Yeah. I want to talk about Becky. I want us to okay. say how great Becky's doing. Like w- w- even on Raw with the the uh, contract signing with Liv Morgan, um, you know Becky is is the jacket is great, the glasses are great, the belt's great. She's bigger than she's playing herself bigger than life, and uh, she's so good at it. And then Liv Morgan with her shoot, like you know, she said that uh, Becky and her big fat contract is the reason why her friends aren't there anymore. And I thought that was pretty good, but no, we know uh, we know uh, Sarah rather uh, you know storm the Capitol than uh, <laughs> wrestle because she's a QAnon, and uh, we know Ruby Soho is just better off fit for AEW. So, yes. and if we didn't know that, we certainly know it now um, because she might be as hot as Becky Lynch right now in AEW. And uh, it, that's great to see. So, um, yeah, we're going to, yeah. So, let's see. Anything else we need to talk about? What else do we need to talk about, Jeff? What else? Is there anything else you can think? Um, so, you watch the uh, main event. Uh, we talked about the table spot. We, we didn't talk about anything else. Did you uh, you enjoyed it, uh, though? The uh, street I, fight to with be Cody? Honest, who... I did not see it all. Because I'm on oh, the road and okay. I had shows and things are, uh, mm-hmm. uh, things, uh, Casey's cooking. Everything's cooking. So, yeah, I didn't see I all of it. I only saw parts of it and I only read up on it. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good main event. It was a good, uh, it was a good brawl. Uh, Cody is still, still trying to be babyface, even though he's getting booed in Atlanta, which is basically his home. Um, but we'll see if people, react differently now that he's he's trying very hard for the people to like him uh including putting himself through a flaming table <laughs> and and not his opponent for reasons i don't quite understand uh but i think people are still just gonna boo him true that true that mm. well you heard it here uh, as you said as they say in the we watch wrestling program this is all part of cody's eight dimensional chess game where <laughs> he's an actual heel the whole time and we just don't know it yet but we're slowly learning um did arn and tully get into it this week i heard uh, arn might have almost <laughs> fall off the ramp <laughs> arn did fall off the ramp <laughs> okay all right fair enough yeah that's the second time in two months arn has fallen <laughs> he fell off the apron and then he fell off the ramp this week maybe gotta he's having getting maybe... him Drunk Involved before in shows? Angles. Oh, I What's just thought that? we got to stop drinking before the show. Yes, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> he could be I back think, there uh, with the boys, you know. From yeah, yeah, Is it, I remember that uh, that angle Kevin Nash did uh, twenty years ago that got him heat. Yeah, maybe he's. Uh, oh my God! Arn, he came Arn's in. When he came in cooler. with the fucking cooler. Aaron's yeah. cooler. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and the neck brace. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think maybe. Arn's been getting into the cooler again. I guess so, and I'm not talking about, oh, wait, Kenny Omega's the cleaner, not the cooler. Okay, but he is the, definitely the cooler cleaner that I've known out of all the cleaners that I've met. Um, did I do that? I love that he says that. I don't know why I love it because I hate it, but I think it's funny. So, 
crazy. That that makes one of us. Oh, I found out I'm going out when I go to LA next week. There's actually no wrestling. I thought uh, Defy was going to be running the show, but now they're not. So I'm going to miss okay. wrestling, which sucks. Um, oh, wow. But uh, you know, I'll just do things in LA. Like I'm going to, you know, go to, uh, you know, do exciting things. I don't know what yet, but they will be exciting. Yeah, yes, you've got some uh, social engagements that are uh, going to be very exciting. Wrestling, yeah. wrestling related, actually. Um, I oh yes, former, yes they are. I'm meeting up with uh, former ECW star um, Jasmine St. Clair. So, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, I can't wait to hear about her. Casey and, her... and ninety nine other guys are meeting up with Jasmine St. Clair. Okay, yeah, just... those are the those are the low end jokes you're doing. You can come bring it up high end. She has not been in those movies for a long time. You know, like seriously, like you can make a joke about dating the big blue meanie, which is more appropriate for the show, by the way. But from what I heard. Her 300 men gangbang was all at work anyways. I don't know. Back in the day, you had to rent porno movies, so I never saw many of her movies because you had to rent them. And uh, they're not on Pornhub. I looked. So anyway, that's um, you know that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I will be in L.A. And uh, so uh, we will probably be on hiatus next week. Oh, no. Reese Turner will probably take over the show maybe if I'm not on. And he will have Channing Decker on, uh, hopefully. But uh, it all remains up in the air to see. And uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure your buddy Matt would uh, love. Uh, you, I mean, I think he told me he started this off with a tribute to Matt, and now you're ending on a gangbang joke. And I'm sure Matt would have it known no other way. Yeah, so I'm sure he'd love that. I, I well, we don't know that for sure. I don't think Matt was ever. Uh, I don't think he was ever affiliated with any gangbangs. Um, no, no. I'm just saying that was his sense of humor. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the dirty joke as well as the next guy. Yeah. 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 He loved, uh, yeah. He loved that and he loved Owen Hart, which I said already earlier on. Um, they're doing a tribute to Matt Billen at, uh, on December 12th at the Calgary uh, Laugh Shop at the Blackfoot Inn. If you're in Calgary and you're a wrestling fan and you're a comedy fan, by all means, go uh, to the uh, go to that show. Um, and I'm hopefully uh, I've reached out to Ryan Denis, friend of the show, and I asked him if he could reach out to Jake the Snake to see if Jake would be interested in doing a video for Matt. Maybe tell one of their stories from when they were on tour, and uh, hopefully um, we can make that happen. And, uh, yeah, that'd be very cool. Yeah, and uh, um, somebody asked me if, if there was any way we could contact the Hart family. And I'm like, well, everybody Matt knew from the Hart family is pretty much gone. So I was like, however, he was friends with Lindsay Hart. And I said, contact Kevin Banner. He's also friends with Lindsay Hart. So, and they said, uh, they contacted Kevin Banner and uh, when Lindsay Hart found out about Matt, she uh, she immediately contacted Kevin and said, is this true? And said he was so funny and such a sweetheart. I went to a couple of his shows. And, um, and she's like, oh, he loved Owen so much. And he would talk about Owen and tell me his stories. And 
when he said he would be at, like, you know, he showed me the pictures of being at my grandfather's house. And then when he told me he was in the crowd outside in the rain at Owen's funeral, she's like, uh, she said, it really moved me. And she's like, it's just too bad. He's such a nice guy. He's gone. So they're directly from the Hart family acknowledging Matt Billen right there. So um, that's awesome. It is awesome. It's a good way to go out. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow. I heard, talk- uh, I heard they, uh, they contacted uh, Bruce Hart about it, and he said, uh, I was more over than Brett. And then they said, well, that's not really what we're talking about, but that, that those were Bruce Hart's comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He said, Vince wanted to bring me in as the brother. That, that Brett was going to feud with. That's in his book. That is in that's in his book. And then Brett suggested Owen and screwed me. You know, like okay, Bruce, if you want to talk about screw jobs, let's talk about you and your high school students. Why oh, why Well done. That was Folks, very good. Thank you uh, for joining us to this uh, makeshift episode of Talking Wrestling, and uh, thank you for joining us. Um, join us next week. Hopefully, we'll have Channing Decker on here talking about Creek Town Wrestling. And uh, thanks for letting us put a headlock in your ear for uh, for Never Sleeps Network and uh, Jeff McHenry. Uh, please don't burn down the house while I'm gone. Uh, and for myself, uh, Casey Corbin, thank you for joining us. I'm talking wrestling, and I'll talk at you, or someone will talk at you next week. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.